Welcome to Twisted Reality. My name is Misty. I am here with my husband, Matt. We are ordained ministers. As before, we are going to dive into spirits and myths. This will include some of our real-life experiences as well as experiences from others. We will attempt to shed light on the stories and myths that twist reality. Today's topic is for you that are parents. We're going to talk about kids seeing monsters and ghosts. This is a very frequent occurrence for those of you that are parents and have children. I'm sure you've had this happen on more than one occasion. Your child comes to you, tells you the story of their imaginary friend, or so you thought it was imaginary. You ask all the questions. What do they look like? What did they say? Do they have a name? And oftentimes, you get a very vivid, descriptive answer. Sometimes, if it's a monster, we've all had to make that magic potion in a bottle that you spray and scare away the monster. Maybe you've put up dream catchers to catch the bad dreams, or you even had to use a nightlight. As adults, we dismiss a lot and even take things for granted. But then again, we were once children too. Some of us still are childlike. There is actually a scientific research that states children are more susceptible to seeing a ghost or a monster than what an adult is. The reason for this is the awareness of a child is much more intense than the awareness of an adult. As adults, we've been told it's nothing. We just need to let it go. We find ways to dis dismiss things and make a logical explanation for things that are just not logical. With children having a greater sense of awareness, this leaves them subject to picking up on energies and events that go unnoticed by most adults. We tend to have a belief that because our kids can't always communicate their thoughts, that they are unaware or unconscious of what's going on around them. This is anything but the case. The following are a few stories of mothers that have shared their children seeing the unexplained. The first story was relayed to us during an investigation that we had performed. The mother had reported hearing a child crying all the time. She had found out what she thought was her four-year-old daughter crying. The mother asked the daughter, why are you crying? Her daughter's response chilled the mother to the bone. I'm not crying. She is. The mother, knowing that those were the only two in the house, asked her daughter, who are you talking about? The daughter responded, the girl with no face. The mother questioned the daughter even farther. What girl with no face? The daughter then went to tell her mother this little girl who sits on the steps in a black dress holds a doll and that she's crying because her doll and everybody else has a face, but she does not. Now, during this investigation, I connected with the little girl with no face. Um, and when I found her crying, her response to me is she cannot find her mother. Um, so it's a little different from the girl, but still both of them could be two different instances. She felt like she could share with the daughter and not with me as an adult. I don't know. 
You know, it's kind of funny. I don't remember exactly what the temperature was out that night. It wasn't cold by any means. But we stayed in that one uh, bedroom upstairs. And, I mean, you could, there was a noticeable temperature difference laying in that bed. I mean, it just, like, dropped 10 degrees, it felt like. And, I mean, it, it was pretty intense that night. Yeah. Well, that was, the degree change was in between us. Yeah, it was still hot everywhere else in the room. It was just center of the bed was ice cold. So I told Matt, I said, it's probably the little girl. This next story is called The Lingering Grandmother. <clears throat> the woman says, we bought our current house from a man who was married 40 plus years. His wife passed away a couple years before they had bought that house. One evening, while tucking her two and a half year old son into bed, he said, Mama, night night to the grandma while pointing at the hallway between his room and her room. That was the room that the woman of the man that sold them the house lived in. And reading this story, it just reminds me of my oldest son, Trevor. And I might cry, <laughs> but um, I saw Trevor in his room and he was talking to some guy. And he was calling him Grandpa George. And I could not see this Grandpa George. This is when I lived with the guy who told me I can't see anything in black and white. Um, so I always turned everything off. Um, and so Trevor, <laughs> when I asked him about this Grandpa George... I said, Trevor, what does he look like? He described who I called G-Paul, and I never knew his real name was George. After he described him to me, I had to call my mother. I was like, you will not believe this. Trevor just described your father, my G-Paul, to a T but he's calling him Grandpa George. And my mom says, well, silly, that is my dad's name, George. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Trevor is seeing my G-Paw. She's like, apparently. <laughs> it's those kind of stories that if your kids come to you with this, don't dismiss them. Go ahead, ask the questions. See what they come up with. They might see one of your relatives that you know is gone, but if they can describe them the way you remember them, they're not really gone, are they? Next story is called The Pajama Clad Boy, and this is told by a woman. She says, we were looking at condos to purchase as our first place. Clara was just shy of her third birthday. We brought her with us for the showings because we wanted to see how comfortable she would be in it because it was going to be her home too. When we walked through the door of the place, we ultimately bought the second floor of a 1911 Chicago brick three flat. We all knew immediately that it was the right house for us. 
That evening, I asked Claire if she thought that the place would be a good home for her, and her response was yes. And the little boy that lives there, he is really nice too. This took me by surprise, but I tried to remain calm. I asked her what she meant, and she said there was a little boy in his pajamas that she saw in the dining room. She said he had waved at her. He was about her age, and he was only in the dining room. She knew his name, which I don't remember, and that he was afraid of water. After she went to bed that night, I looked up ways to clear the energy of home, how to communicate with a ghost so they don't bother you or your family, and anything else I could find to make sure at least I could be comfortable living in this otherwise perfect condo. Claire never talked about him again, not even the next day when I asked her to tell my husband. I guess before I get to reading another one, I want you to kind of share the story of Clover. Oh, we've shared this story we a went, little bit. Yeah, when we went into the house that we was uh, cleaning up and trying to sell, uh, we went over to grab some cabinets, and Clover. It was dark. Yeah, it was dark, and. All of us have flashlights, and Clover, knowing, I don't know if I've told you this story, knowing that I am an ordained minister, I have a card that says I am an ordained minister, and she calls that my boss card. And because I have this boss card, it means I can talk to anybody and anything on the face of this earth, seen or unseen, and I will take care of it, and it will not hurt her. And uh, so it's kind of like the the monster spray and stuff. But anyway, so she's standing next to me, and she she just I mean, she's standing there pushing through you. She she started like really clinging to me after a while, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And she kept peeking around me, and she's like, "Just go away, go away! You're not here." And I'm like, "What are you seeing?" And that night, though, she really didn't tell you what. She wouldn't tell me. Yeah, she she just, she was so freaked out. She kept telling it to go away. She had her eyes closed. I mean, and, she had her eyes closed. She had a death grip on your leg. Yeah, she, she wouldn't even go to her mom when her mom was ready to go. She climbed up my body. I had to carry her out and put her in the car. And I told her, I said, we're outside now. As it went away, and she said, "Yes, we left it in the house, and it better stay there." Now that night, while you're buckling her in, I started snapping pictures with the infrared. Yes, you were in the house while I was dealing with Clover and putting everybody in the car. Now that, and I wasn't shooting pictures because of Clover. That is something we've done every time we went in this house because of the activity. Uh, we would just take random pictures, random infrared photos, black or. Uh, night vision photos every time we was there because things were always getting moved around. Um, the EVPs was always something else. And it was, and the things that would get moved around, it would be. And we had a photo, we had a, a driver's license or a library card. It was a library card that just popped up out of nowhere. Thin air. I mean, it was not there. And when I asked the person who owned the home about this card, it was the day that the person on this card, which was his very best friend, had passed away. 
was that card left there for us to tell the homeowner that he's still there and he wanted his friend to know this. It was so funny. He still didn't believe in ghosts or paranormal. No, he didn't. But kind of to add We're to your story off. before we get too far. Topic, yeah. That day we put an EVP in the house and just let it run and left. Yeah. And that is the EVP that when you got it home, it gave you chills because you could hear a demonic laugh and a child's voice saying, stop it, leave me alone. And it sounded so much, not not Clover's voice, but the exact tone age. of fear. Yeah, and it was the same fear. So it was like the same age child, but it was a little boy's voice. And it had the same fear that Clover had. I mean, the same, just stop it. And, yeah. And then when we look through the photographs, it's uh, when we caught the pig face. There in the corner. It yeah. Was There was a face of a pig. Not not a drawing. It was like. No, it, it looked like a human with a pig nose. That's how I'm going to describe it, folks. And when. We yeah. got Clover back because that was the week she had to go to her dad's. Yeah, so and, she'd been gone a week. And uh, so we get Clover back, and uh, she had she had brought up, she goes, I'm ready to talk about it, Grandma. She brought you a picture. And I said, you're ready to talk about what? And she says, I drew a picture of what I saw that night. I know you asked me, and I never answered. And this little girl... I just love her to death. <laughs> she knows that I asked her a question, but she didn't ask me to or answer me directly, but she hung on to that and brought it to my attention later. It just a kid at that age, she's eight now, uh remembering this for a whole week. It just it it makes me I get chills. Because I know how much I mean to her by that little bit of attention she paid. And when she hand me this picture, now granted, it's it's a kid's drawing. But it was like a stick figure. So it's, it's a human person. But the stick figure had a pig nose. So she saw what we took a picture of. Not knowing that we took the picture of it. With us taking a picture and finding out about it, not knowing that that's what she saw. So you showed Sabrina the picture Clover drew later. Yes. And then showed her the picture of your phone that night. Yes, and I think that's where Sabrina that, finally. <laughs> that was the last time them two ever went in that house. <laughs> Sabrina finally started realizing that not all of Clover's things that she says is. Uh, a story or her imagination because Sabrina always would like shove it off but the, I think Sabrina did that because she it's scared herself for, yeah it's easier for her to accept it that way you know and going back to another story with Clover this kid can give you just days of material to talk about and it was so funny well we wanted her here tonight but she's homesick so uh Maybe some other time we'll have her pop in on here so y'all can hear Clover. <laughs> this is, this was kind of a funny story. Clover used to always talk about 
the people in our house, in our apartment. Yes. And it was Steve and Lisa and their kids. Yes. And every time Clover got in trouble, it was the kids doing something, misplacing or leaving toys out or whatever the case was. Yes. And so she's telling us their names, and it's Steve and Lisa. And one day we were screwing around with the ovulus. Because <laughs> <laughs> Misty took a picture. And this picture showed a perfect skull face wearing a hat backwards. Yeah. So we go in and we get the ovulus and we turn it on and we walk in. I kept calling this this uh, skull face with a backwards hat Bob because I didn't know his yeah, name. Yeah, you called him Bob. I'm like, I don't know your name. You're not answering me on EVP, so I'm just going to call you Bob. So we take the obvious <laughs> ovulus in there, and it was really kind of funny because you said, can you tell me your name? And just plain as shit, Steve. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now wait a minute. Of course, then he said he was a vampire. Well, yeah, so we but, couldn't really. But it, the fact that he said Steve after Clover's called him Steve, it, that is, it, we found that really cool. Now the thing is, Clover's never been around an ovulus. It's never been around her. She don't know any of our tools that we play with. She so knows it, the podcast stuff, our our little board. She knows this, but she knows none of our ghost equipment. It was it was just kind of funny to have her come up with the same exact name that this ovulus popped up with, and there's no connection between the two. Um, you know, we, when you talk about this, there's a was down in Cahoka, Missouri. We went to an investigation, and uh, there was a, a, I don't know, this one. They said that they had children in the house, but they didn't have children. And this isn't exactly the same topic, but it's kind of, kind of ties in with this. So I do an investigation try to figure out what's going on. We were never really caught much. Um, but I'm doing the background on this house while everybody's doing this investigation. And I come to find out that there was actually a little girl who was three years old that drowned in the house. And what had happened was the roof had leaked really bad. They put a bucket and she was playing in the bucket and fell face first and she drowned. And uh, people always talked about hearing children in here. I don't remember who it was. It was somebody in our group, but they, uh, I don't know. They was, they was, it wasn't children. They was 18, 19 years old, but I mean, they screamed so it was such a high pitched scream and we all come running around the corner and there was little footprints dead middle of the room that walked off. And it just, it always makes me think about that. You know, it's almost like a two way street, so to speak. Kids have so much energy, even even the ones that have passed. They have more energy because they don't understand the bound, the boundaries, so to speak, of the veil. And I just, it always stuck in my head that investigation. I mean, they they screamed, and there was nobody in this in this group that could have made these tiny little footprints in this house. And uh, so, I mean, it's a two way street. I just thought I'd mention that because. Yeah. You know, who's to say, because looking at a normal live child, 
they're so full of energy and everybody always says, man, if I could bottle up half their energy, who's to say that the deadlifts don't have the same energy, you know? And like you said, they don't have no boundaries. They've already passed on. They can go wherever they want, do whatever they want. And it's, it's, you know, there's a mother shared a story. It's probably about the last one we got time for, but, was talking to me it's called the cemetery and she was talking about it and it's kind of got you i seen you getting all teared up when i was talking about it um, i'll explain after he's done yes <laughs> so she's driving down the road and the little boy says look mommy dead people she goes yep she goes that's a cemetery she goes there's dead people there and he goes oh look it's little kids and she looked over and they was passing the children's section of the cemetery she goes yeah he goes no he said do you see them no, I don't see any. She goes, are they happy? Oh, yes, they're very happy. She goes, what are they doing? They're running around their daddy over there. And she looked and she seen the father, who was very distraught, head down, staring at his children's gravestones. And uh, the little boy had actually seen his kids running around him while he was mourning their their graves. And I... I I noticed it rattled you when I was talking about that one. I was like, man, look at this one. This one's cool. And you're like, eh. Yeah. It, it, what gets me is just because of what I do, what I can see. Some of my stuff happens in black and white. Who's to say that that little boy in that car telling his mom is his first clairsentient experience or whatever that little man can become. You know, you mentioned your ex earlier, and he he is one that doesn't believe in the paranormal. There's always a logical explanation for everything. Now, don't get us wrong. That's what we do. When we do an investigation, that's the first thing we're doing. We're going in there to debunk a light, trying to debunk a sound. The first thing we want to do is find a logical explanation for what has happened. And I promise you, there is not a logical explanation for everything that we come across. And, and that's when you want to say, hey, this this is a haunting. And that's why I have to appreciate. And I really, I don't say it enough how much I appreciate you and uh, how much I love you. That you, uh, it's, you help me not feel like I used to. If I come to you and say I've seen something, I don't have to explain it to you, even though I still do out of habit, because I was always told, you didn't see that. You're just freaking crazy. You know, and here's the thing. He finds this hokum, but I don't know who's done this to you. I, I mean, I remember you telling me the stories, but, you know, people would parade you around, and I, I use that term kind of loosely, but... Somebody had taken you one time to where a car accident happened. Yes. And they wanted to know what happened to their to their children. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> and I've I've seen you do this firsthand, and I can't tell you. You can tell when somebody comes in. Oh, I'm a psychic, and the first thing that everybody does, everybody rolls their eyes. Now I'm not taking anything away from psychics. There are legit true psychics, but there are. 10 fraudulent psychics to every one legit and them's the ones that are oh i i i i i, I, 
you had a relative that died. Well, no shit. Everybody's had a relative <laughs> that's died. Yeah. Let's get a little and and now it's really hard because of the internet makes everything so accessible. So I never tell you where we're going. I never give you information on, on an address. I just I do this shit all the time to her. I just hey, we're going here. Okay. But, and I've I never look up anything either. I mean, it's not like I sit around here all day looking up where could he possibly take me and get info on it. No, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I've seen people that the reaction that people have firsthand experience when you start talking about what has happened in that house and people just vapor lock. And I mean, you could tell their faces, their mouths hanging open and they don't know whether to run out the door or, I mean, I've seen that. The one lady, I'll, I'll just share this one. Uh, the one lady we went over to meet, she uh, a little distraught, her husband killed himself. I didn't know this. She shared it with you, not me. So as we're sitting over there talking to her and Petting her ginormous yeah, Rottweiler, like, was it? Rottweiler. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who thought I'm, he was a poodle? Yeah. No. Um, I went ahead and got thirsty. I was like, okay, I need to go to the kitchen, get me something to drink. She goes, yeah, sure. The kitchen, uh, the refrigerator, bottom drawer. I'm like, okay, fine. I walk in there. And as soon as I hit the refrigerator, I felt this thing behind me. And when I turned around, I said... Oh, you jumped and you, you kind of screamed. Well, you yelled. I don't remember exactly everything because I, I get in kind of a trance. And I, I said, oh, my God. Yeah. This man has hung himself in the staircase. And... Okay, I'm in a trance. I'm not giving a rat's ass about her feelings, apparently. So that kind of set off a thing that Matt had to deal with. Because apparently that was her husband and what he had done. And it's just, she wasn't looking for it. It just happened. And that's where I feel bad. And I really don't like it when people ask me to go figure out how their loved ones did whatever. If they were in a car wreck, let it go, because I don't think you want to know. Because not every car wreck happens where they die instantly. So it's one of those things, if you have somebody who knows these things, don't go asking questions if you don't want real answers that could hurt i guess i don't know how else to put it we always get off topic yes we do <laughs> this is because it just you know doing this stuff it always reminds us of things and it doesn't help that i'm a little add too so i don't know we both got head cold you can hear a sniffling and shit <laughs> our ears are plugged up so the microphone and the earbuds are just wreaking havoc on us so. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> well, it doesn't help when we go from 65 to 13 to 50 to 2 below. Um, so if you're in a warm place, enjoy it. Please don't send us pictures. It'll make us cry. 
one thing I will mention real quick, um, we did start a new Facebook group, and that is called Twisted Reality. Um, I believe, let me look it up real fast. I want to make sure I give you the right group. Yeah, it's the, the new group where we can actually share our podcast on. We tried to share it on our other Facebook page, which is the Twisted Reality 2021. Apparently that page does not let us share our podcast. So that's the one you can go to for our pictures and stuff. This other one, which I think he found it. Our group is also called Twisted Reality 2021, and there is actually a photo of a mausoleum. So, the cover photo. Okay, there you go. So it's one of the cemetery when we went to the cemetery. So I, I wanted to get that passed out before we get too far. So that is probably going to be the most easiest way to catch us now. But that's all we have time for this week. If you have a question or a story you would like to share, or maybe you have a place you would like us to investigate, whether it be paranormal or unexplained, feel free to email us at twisted.reality2021 at gmail.com. T-W-I-S-T-E-D dot R-E-A-L-I-T-Y 2021 at gmail.com. I would like to invite you to visit our Facebook page and our Facebook group, both Twisted Reality 2021. And as always, we thank you for listening. And until next time, keep an open mind. Bye, everybody.